why is the rocket people why they want the floods because the cars then cannot drive the petrol become more expensive they can use to power the rocket launch Douglas Slim and Juanita the podcast so remember when we could start going out again right like going on hikes and stuff like that one issue that was rampant was that there were suddenly so many monkeys hey don't la call hikers that <laughs> <laughs> So rude like you But one place that had this problem right Is my house huh. Now we have a family home in Sapang It's my parents place okay. It's a beautiful place A lot of jungle around There's a lake at the back okay. And my parents got it as like a retirement home Oh like, nice, right? nice Yeah So we usually see iguanas in the back lake Yuck. Like last time we had a pool And the swans came and swam in the pool oh. <laughs> But then there was an issue with the roof right So one slap of ceiling was moved and we could see up into the room and I remember walking out of my bathroom towards my bedroom and I felt something was watching me so I slowly looked up I was like very scared like what is watching me like a little horror movie and I saw an owl staring right (laughs) the owl was probably like uh, hey you're not Harry Potter right (laughs) (laughs) but recently my parents went back home and found a Burrow in the living room. Oh man! Really big monkey. Yeah, just sitting in the living living room eating a fruit and staring at my dad. Like, hey, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> so my dad chased it. The monkey ran upstairs, and my dad thought it went out through the upstairs balcony. Right. Later on, he went upstairs to one of the bedrooms, and he found the burrow in the bathroom, <laughs> nicely sitting on the sink, looking at the mirror, eating a toothpaste. <laughs> no, hey, I don't think he was eating the toothpaste. Like. I think he was like, after eat fruit, right, must brush this first, ma. <laughs> Fly FM. We're talking about fun dad stories. My dad caught a monkey in his house. Fuller was brushing <laughs> his teeth. <la. laughs> but I feel like these funny things only happen to dads. What happened to yours, Douglas? So my dad, you know, he was from the military. His name is uh, Major Lim. Uh, yeah. He, he was part of a search and capture operation. Da, da, da. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't like Operation Desert Storm or whatever. It was more like uh, Operasi Ape Ape Ceras. <laughs> <laughs> what were they trying to capture? Like a wild boar? Because can Chinese like to make wild boar curry? <laughs> What a sweeping <laughs> statement. <laughs> it wasn't a wild boar, but it was a thief. I was very young at the time, and it was late at night. I remember we suddenly heard someone shout like, Takiba, uh, Takiba, which was like thief or robbery. Right. So all the apes in the neighborhood rushed out. <laughs> and apparently the thief had just escaped from someone's uh, house. So my house at the time, you must understand, no, it faced the hill, and there yeah. were like jungles. Uh, and also in right. front was a huge drain. So then some one neighbor said like, he said, I saw the thief jump in the drain to hide. So my my dad then goes, we need a dog to sniff out the perpetrator, right? Wow. So, <laughs> so he comes back home and gets my pet dog, Bandit. <laughs> Your dog is Bandit? What a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So I didn't think of that. Okay. Problem was though, Bandit is just a mongrel. He's a street dog. Like, he wasn't a trained sniffer dog. So <laughs> he got all excited like, hey, why I got an unscheduled midnight walk to the playground, is it? <laughs> so he's, he starts pulling my dad to the playground, which is in the opposite direction of the drain. <laughs> <laughs> what a fail. Yeah, it too. La. So, uh, eventually, they caught the thief, right? They tied him up, and then the police came to take him away. And I remember thinking, 
Oh my goodness, it's true. If you misbehave, the police will actually come and catch you. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, police trick is the best, lah. My nephew hears a car alarm and thinks, "Oh, police coming to catch!" I oh, love no. it. <laughs> Fly FM. So Russian influencers are crying over the Instagram ban in Russia. <laughs> you know why they're really crying, right? Because now why? they must get a proper job. <laughs> no more just taking pictures with a random chocolate drink. Now must actually go and work in a cocoa plantation. Kesian. Throw lah you. That's not why. Okay, it's because of the situation in Russia. There have right. been a lot of news and confidential things being exposed, oh. and because of that. The leader of Russia That we shall not mention Because you know who <laughs> Thought The only thing to do Is silence the people And that is why He banned Instagram Oh Do you, do you actually have friends Whose full time jobs Are influencers? Yeah I have a few friends uh, They are YouTubers like, Mostly Okay so do they actually do any work Because you know A lot of people get the impression That influencers right They just Go there Wear a nice baju Take picture and post Or simply take some video Of them doing silly things Whoa 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 Hey it's a lot of hard work Okay for influencers We, You know we have to Monitor the news We have to look at What's hot What we can make Content out of Then we have to plan We have to write a script Have to figure out The art direction For content Hello Find a location okay, okay. Budget everything uh, Source the talents Let's say We need other people On the content We have to set everything up Including the lights Man the camera Edit Write the caption How do you not know this? Okay Jojo What, is, what you're saying <laughs> Is they're actually A one man agency Alright Yeah exactly One man agency And one man production company So most times They have to walk around With their tripod Their camera All the equipment right They go for <laughs> meetings All sweaty With a spare change of clothes In their bags as well It's not as glamorous As we think Okay Okay, fine. So uh, I'll admit that I've misjudged them. Okay, so th- <laughs> apparently they do actually uh, do real work and are not just addicted <laughs> to social media and likes and views and whatnot. Yeah, lah, it's real work, lah, dude. And what are you talking about? You're considered an influencer, what? Rubbish. Okay, I am a comedian. <laughs> comedian, show comedian, lah, you. <laughs> as far as social media is concerned, you're an influencer. I mean, I hate to admit it, but you're probably regarded as a key opinion leader as well. Whoa, yeah, key opinion leader. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think they are good If you have a lot of locks What? Yeah that's my opinion On keys lah Hi, why do I even bother with you, love? Fly FM. So Instagram got banned in Russia and it got us talking about apps we can't live without. I like Pinterest. Uh, I think people like it because it's like social media without the social. <laughs> so it's just media? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. So you have a collection of content from all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, blogs and websites, right? But it's all content that you choose. So if you like interior design, you have it there. Uh, maybe you like life hacks and DIY yeah. or maybe fashion and Food recipes, right? Whatever you want, lah. Really, I've heard of a similar program, lah. I think it's called yeah. Google Search. Hey, excuse me. <laughs> no, lah. But it's always different. So once you see something you like, you can pin it on a board, like save it on your personal account or a folder within the app. Right. Then you can access it whenever you want, and you can even share that board with other people. Mm-hmm. So it's so convenient, and there's so much content from all over the internet in one app, and it's all informational. It's very nice. I'm sure it's wonderful for some people, but that does not Pinterest me at all. (laughs) I don't know, man. I like more practical uh, apps like Waze. Now, Uh Waze is excellent. It frees up your mind while you're driving. You know, you have more confidence going to places that you've never been before. And, you know, it gives you real-time updates and it lets you help other people. Like, for example, uh, yesterday morning on the way to work, there was a pothole Uh and I reported it and this morning fixed already, you see? Wow. Really, yeah? 
Yeah, it's completely. Is that true? Yeah, no, they already uh, patched it up. So you see, you know, okay. it's much better than you Pinterest people. You probably just take pictures of the pothole and pin it to your board or whatever. <laughs> no, no, and Waze is super useful because last time we actually had to remember directions, we had to remember landmarks, and if you couldn't write, you had to ask people for directions, and most people are rubbish, rubbish <laughs> at giving directions. That's true. I remember I had one friend right who was like, okay, okay, uh, so you go to the runabout, right? Then you go straight, right? Then you see the school on the left. You know the school on the left. There, the one got two football fields, one ah. Uh. Then got the big anti dada mural on the on the big on the day one day that one ah. Uh, okay, so I ignore that. And then, what? <laughs> ignore that? Why do you just spend five minutes telling me about the school? Hello. Why? So Malaysians are complaining because they're having to wait 20 minutes for the MRT. Ah, no. Why do you think it's called a train? Because it trains you to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Malaysians are very, very patient people. We have had to wait for change also for so long. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> but with this MRT story, right, Malaysians are tweeting complaints about how they've had to wait 15 to 20 minutes for the train. Oh. They explain that because of COVID, the operator reduced the train frequency. Right. Right, right. But the problem now Is that everything Is pretty much back to normal Right okay, Yeah yeah, it's true There's much less work From home and all this Yeah so there should be More trains again You know I don't want to compare Public transport systems But <laughs> <laughs> No it's just that It reminds me of a time When I was in Liechtenstein You know Liechtenstein Is a very small country Like it's uh, in between Denmark I think Germany And all that one lah. So right. uh, Their trains And their buses uh, Were super consistent And extremely punctual it was ridiculous, you know. The schedule will yeah. actually say that the train will arrive at 4.52 p.m. 4.52 p.m. That accurate. I was so impressed. Yeah. But at the same time, because of my Malaysian timing, I consistently missed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay lah, because the train will come like every two to three minutes, correct, right? Correct, correct. Like, in Japan, everything is very organized and neat, except when people are walking everywhere during rush hour. Right. Oh my god. So scary. I felt like I was going to be stampeded over during rush hour. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese people, right, they are so organized, right? They have one sleek suitcase yeah. and that's it. I had to take the train from Tokyo to Niigata and I was staying for two weeks. So we were carrying our suitcases, like big suitcases, <laughs> and it was so obvious that we weren't Japanese because there I was rushing into the train. So scared it's going to leave on me, stumbling over my giant suitcase and backpack trying to board the train. Airport, <laughs> man. <laughs> No, but see, you know, I bet you, like, if you had tripped and smashed into a train, their chairman wouldn't say, it's a small problem. Uh, the train and the Malaysian just kiss each other. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Why FM? So the Twitterverse is upset because MRT trains aren't operating at full capacity, making people have to wait 15 to 20 minutes for the train <laughs> all. So we're wondering, do you have any train stories for us, Billy? You got an interesting uh, train story for us? One time I took a train, found a nice spot on the train, I sat down, and I needed to get, maybe my stop was like five stops away. Okay. Pretty short. It's 20 minutes, you know. And then one auntie comes into the train. She sits next to me. Right. She looks very tired. She looks like she just finished like a 30-hour shift somewhere. Oh, man. And then all of a sudden, her head is on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just like that. Just, just like out of nowhere. And she's sleeping. She's sleeping okay, on my no, shoulder. Billy, did you check if she was really sleeping or maybe she was affectionately lying on your shoulder? <laughs> 
she's making like sleep noises and I think at one point she drooled um, oh, so she got, she completely knocked out yeah she really came all out but the problem was that like my stop just passed and I don't know <laughs> where I am it's like probably 20 stops and I'm too I'm scared to be rude and wake her up you had passed your station already yeah way past nah, nah, it's been not, like not one you, you're telling me you went past 20 yeah. more stations yeah it's been like an hour almost an hour I'm too scared to wake her up I don't want to be rude you know so I was hoping she would wake up by herself did she wake up finally though I mean seriously yeah, she did- didn't wake up but she woke up on like the last stop of the of the station and she's like oh sorry sorry yeah boy and then she just wakes up wipes the jewel off her mouth and these now I have to like go back it was a long way back what was the name of the stop uh, the, the last stop where she got out from Taman Melawati oh I thought it was Bandar Baru Bangun <laughs> <laughs> Fly FM. Yeah, yeah. School kids will be able to have sports and co-curricular activities in person again very, very soon. Oh, good lah. Finally. So now members of the computer club can see each other in person in the computer labs <laughs> instead of just through their computer screens. The world is back to normal. <laughs> I'm legit happy for the kids lah. I mean, come on lah. We all know adults who haven't been able to stay away from friends, mm. right? Myself included. Um, imagine how hard it's been for kids to not be able to play together yeah. almost two years man now of course the rule is that only fully vaccinated students and staff can participate and mm. all activities must adhere to SOPs yeah, I am cautiously happy for the students because I know physical activity and socialising are equally as important as studies and it was super hard to do those during the lockdown yeah, did you try keeping fit during the lockdown? I, I tried to, but I was bummed out lah because you couldn't go out and run. And because remember yeah. there was uh, when the lockdown first happened, there was this doctor uh, uncle who wanted to jog in the taman. And then the police said you cannot. They wanted to summon him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I am a super law-abiding citizen. You know, I've never <laughs> done any criminal. I don't even think you know any criminal thought. So I stayed at home, very quiet, quiet. I exercised in the house. I had my laptop bag on, and then I put about fifteen kgs of weights inside, and I just ran right. up from my room down the stairs into the kitchen and back up again repeatedly. Right. So you went to the kitchen and had a biscuit or so lah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. I had two biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't do any workouts. Uh, I did a podcast thing at the beginning of lockdown, mm. learned editing and design, uh, learned how to write for a new show right. as well. But at the time, I was fitter. Lah. Now, not so much. Now, I wish I worked out during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But being able to resume co-curricular activities like clubs and societies is definitely good. Although, thinking back, when I was in school, I wasn't really active in these co-curricular activities. I mean, I was, right. I was in Taekwondo. Uh, that was quite obvious. But the other uh-huh. ones didn't really interest me. Like, I mean, my school had a coffee club, but it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> there was also the geography club, but I couldn't find it. Like. <laughs> and there was, also, there was also the conspiracy club. Or was there? <laughs> <laughs> you king of conspiracy clubs. Fly FM. So school students will be able to go for extra co-curricular and sports activities as school very very soon of course everyone will have to be fully vaxxed and they'll have to follow SOPs but we're wondering if you have any co-curricular stories Iqbal sent us a voice note I have a story related to extracurricular activities back in primary school I was really not interested in anything that is extra to the curriculum I figure the less school the better so whenever the teachers would announce something about extracurriculum I would just not pay attention at all 
I just know I have to show up after school every Wednesday, so I did. And one Wednesday, my mom dropped me off, and then she left. And I noticed there was nobody in the canteen, nobody in the canteen, nobody in the classes. I thought maybe I was early. Uh, so I waited for like two hours. Turns out um, it was canceled. That's why nobody came. It was just me there at school by myself. And then my mom came back after two hours to pick me up. And the lesson of the day is always listen to your school assembly. <laughs> no, I don't think he was actually alone in the school. I think he yeah. actually joined the hide and seek club, and he was a rubbish seeker. <laughs> <laughs> but committed, I would have chowed after ten minutes when have breakfast. <laughs> Fly FM. Good morning. So you know how we all have those classmates that were either the teacher's pet, the annoying talkative fleur, and the blur fleur. Well, <laughs> they're all here for a segment we call. English class Good morning, class. All right, students. The word of the day is billionaire, which is, by definition, a person possessing assets worth at least a billion pounds or dollars. Now, as you know, you are meant to create a sentence using the word billionaire. Katija, go. I would rather be spiritually rich than a billionaire teacher. Alright, let me know how that goes. Alright, Ladu, create a sentence using the word billionaire. Roger, my friend said he's going to make the movie in the Hollywood with the famous director and the yearly sector like the Leonardo, not the Ninja Turtle but the Titanic fella. So I said, don't bluff, la. you have no experience. And then he said, no, he said, and then he said... What, 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 no, Ladu, okay, just create a sentence using the word billionaire, please. He said I will finance the movie because my father is a billionaire. Okay, thank you, Ladu. Okay, Asing, please really try this time, all right? Create a sentence using the word billionaire. The mama near my house have a waiter name is Billy. So we all call him Billionaire. No, Asing, of course. Fly FM. This man in Singapore walked on the streets while swinging a sword at cars and pedestrians. Swinging a sword. This guy thinks he's He-Man, is it? Huh? By the power <laughs> of Geylang. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, right? And in the video, you'll see this guy walking on the road dragging a long sword and swinging it at several cars passing by. Then he walked up to the sidewalk and started swinging at a bystander, like proper attacking, yeah? Yeah. But the bystander dude dodged it like a pro. (laughs) Then the sword guy tried to charge at him again, but slipped and fell. And then a bunch of passerbys joined in and huddled on him like it was a game of rugby. It's crazy. I, I don't know, man. Maybe because everything is so expensive in Singapore this guy was just trying to slash prices <laughs> <laughs> no I honestly cannot understand why people even have swords in this day and age like my I, I, dad owns a sword your what I, my dad my father he owns a sword <laughs> no I think it was a collector's item from maybe Thailand or Vietnam I'm not sure I messed around with it but it's so scary I didn't even want to pull it out of its casing the case okay first of all it's called a sheath not a, not a casing <laughs> but know. wait I don't, you, you don't seem too traumatized by this you, you never thought it was a strange thing I mean th- your father he's, he's 
an ulfler, right? He's not a violent guy. Why would he have a sword? Well, I just assumed it was a guy thing. <laughs> I went to a friend's house once and he pulled out this massive BB gun, right? That looked like a real sniper. Oh, it was so scary. Yeah, then he said he wanted to shoot the birds. Bro, I never went back, okay? <laughs> he said he wanted to shoot birds, not shoot chicks. Lah. Why are you worried? <laughs> no, hey, but this Singaporean samurai rifle, he got arrested, I assume? Yeah, he's now in police custody. Okay, okay, good. Excellent. Uh, you know, that'll make everybody else uh, feel safer. But Singapore, I think, needs to build a separate jail for this man. Like a whole new building just for this one inmate. <laughs> Why? Because he cannot be allowed to go to regular Singapore jail. Uh, because the other inmates will be horrified. See, most Singaporean criminals are lightweights, right? <laughs> They're in there for chewing gum, <laughs> la, vaping, la, littering. And then you get a sword-swinging madman next to you. Uh, seriously, uh. <laughs> He he doesn't belong in Changi Prison. He belongs in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Fly FM. So Douglas and I were talking about conspiracy theories and how some theories can be so far fetched that it just becomes completely unbelievable. Yeah, and as we were searching through podcasts, we found this guy. Right, his name is Kanan, who has this podcast <laughs> called Kanan's Conspiracy Corner Malaysia. And I gotta tell you, uh, <laughs> this guy can make a conspiracy out of any. Anything lah. <laughs> Let's go. You are listening to Canon's Conspiracy Corner. Here's what I want to talk about today: the petrol price. Everybody, it just increased to four ringgit. Four ringgit for the petrol price. Why? Why? Is it basic economics? Is it supply demand? No. It is deeper than that. Now listen. We all know this. We have Ron 97. We have Ron 95. So the burning question I want to ask everybody: Where is Ron 96? What happened to Ron 96? Okay, I know this answer may shock some of you, but I'm telling you, it's in the official office of the President Minister Department. Okay, you see, Ron 96. Ask yourself some very basic question: Who was Prime Minister in 1996? Tone, correct? How old is he? 96 coincidence coincidence i think not so where is ron 96 i'm telling you he is keeping he tone is keeping until the right time and he will release to the public but how is all this related to the price increase one word the floods you know you think about it it's been raining it rain and rain so we cannot use our cars right but why is it the rain only happen during the daytime simple This is all the rockets people fault. But why is the rocket people why they want the floods? Because the cars then cannot drive, the petrol become more expensive. They can use to power the rocket launch. Ah, it's going to power the rocket to go to the moon all with the Peter Davison. Believe or not, believe or not, don't believe. Yup to you. That's that. Okay, tomorrow's topic will blow your mind lah. Mafia, Mangostin and Mona Fendi. The connection super obvious. This has been Kanan's conspiracy corner. This is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.